Our passion didn't start with the mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness in all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits, the systems, and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on the tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of teeth. And let's get honest, the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist, too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence. By identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. I am your host, Dr. Kelly Tanner. Today, I have the pleasure of having, having Estrita Curis, who is a dental hygienist, and she's going to tell us all about her journey and her unique path as a dental hygienist and also as a mom. We can hear she just had a she has a four month uh, baby at home. And so we're going to hear a little bit from that little that little piece of heaven, too, probably in the <laughs> background. But we I think we can all appreciate that here. A lot of us, our parents have been in the exact same position. So tell us. What you love about the profession? What do you love about being a dental hygienist? Tell us your story. Well, what I love being about dental hygienists is I love the quirkiness of us all. And I think in reality, we're all kind of like soul sisters, almost like and soul brothers. And I feel like we're just one in one. Like when I meet a dental person, it's like we instantly click because we're just like unique. I don't know how to explain it, but like it's like I can tell who's in dentistry and who's not. And it's like the people that are in dentistry, I click with them. And those that are not, sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. But for the most part, I've always clicked with people that were in dentistry. So that's what I really love about dentistry is just they're my people. Do you know what I mean? I do. But for me, you know, I am a college graduate of Harcum College, class of 2011. So I've been in dentistry for about 12 years now. Um, And I've been in dentistry, dentistry for like 16 because I started out as a dental assistant first. And then um, I worked in private practice for about six years, six years, eight years, something like that. Um, and then in Virginia, and then I moved to Pennsylvania when we had our first daughter, because I have a five-year-old and also a four-month-old that you can hear talking up a storm and giggling and laughing at herself. <laughs> but yeah, so, and then once I, once COVID hit, I just, I was either had the choice to continue with private practice or start my staffing agency, which had always kind of been in the back of my mind, but it was one of those things where it was, I need the paycheck to live in, you know, my normal life. But I was worried about starting a business and tempting myself out because I'm like, what if I don't make enough money that month? What if I don't tempt myself out enough? What there? What if there's not enough jobs? I'm like, I have to be able to feed my family and pay my mortgage. So I, I was always really scared to take that leap of faith. And I feel like COVID kind of did it for me because I was commuting an hour to work. I was like, I'm tired of commuting an hour to work. I was, you know, I was able to spend the whole entire summer almost with my daughter. And I was like, I want to be able to do this all the time. And so my husband was like, you just need to take the leap of faith, 
start temping yourself out and start your business. And that's what I did. I started, well, core down stepping and kind of started a little bit like I, you know, got my EIN, LLC, all that fun stuff, but I hadn't really been running the business. It was just right. kind of there. I was kind of like trying to build my Facebook page, my marketing, all that fun stuff. Um, but then once COVID hit, I got, was able to do a lot of stuff because I had a lot of free time. And then one, instead of going back to my office, I was like, listen, I'm really sorry, but I need, I need to take this leap of faith. I need to do this or it's never going to happen. And so I started temping myself out full time and I started running the business and I still to this day temp myself out and run the business and I'm a mom and run a CPR business. So I do a lot of things. I play a lot of hats. (laughs) Yes, you do. So you started off as a, as a dental assistant and you're from Virginia. I didn't know you were from Virginia. I'm from Pennsylvania, but then I moved to Virginia when I met my husband and then we lived there for a while. Gotcha. So started out as a dental assistant and then went on to be a hygienist. Yes. Well, actually I was an ortho assistant too, which I actually really love. Um, but it's kind of one of those things where you got to choose one or the other. You can't really do both. I mean, I've met people that do both, but it's, it's kind of hard, you know? Yeah. It's got to depend on the office and if it's a multi-specialty practice or if the general practitioner does some ortho, Yeah, but yeah, I, I hear you. That's, that's probably back before it was so embedded with Invisalign and different clear liner therapies. And before yeah. it was everywhere, it was just mostly solely in a lot of cases in ortho practices. Yeah. Now I did, when I first moved to Virginia, I actually did start working out two days a week, I'd do ortho. And then the other two days a week, I'd do hygiene. So I did start out as that until I realized that I would be making a lot more money working four days hygiene as opposed to just two. So I was like, meh, I like ortho, but I like my paycheck better. So then I moved on to four days a week hygiene because it just made more sense. But I will say now that they've been doing like Invisalign is a big thing. I have become a boss scanner at doing like the Itero scanning. And I do really enjoy that. Like, I love it. Like I could do a scan in under like five minutes. I mean, I know people that can do it in under like a minute, but I don't really practice anymore. So I don't get to do that. But I did love Itero scanning and it kind of filled my orthodontic like goals that I had where I was, you know, working in ortho and that kind of filled that void. This is so funny because I had no idea that you had this journey, right? I'm just now talking to you. So she and I have known each other through email. She's joined courses. We've, I feel like we've known each other for a long Mm -hmm. time, but I didn't know this part of your, of your journey. So, you know, I, I work a lot with teaching ITERO, ITERO certification, different courses. And don't you think that as an ortho assistant, I was an ortho hygienist where mm-hmm. I learned my, my boss took me like a hundred to like a hundred hours of continuing education. Oh, wow. And once you see the impact of ortho, doesn't it change everything? It does. Actually, I always wanted to be an orthodontist. Then I realized that it was a whole lot of school and I was like, mm, that's not for me. <laughs> but I always loved the, that. I think that's what I loved about dentistry too, was just you know, they say your smile is your greatest asset, right? Mm. And so I always wanted to be someone like I want, I knew I wanted to take care of people, but I knew I couldn't be a nurse or anything like that. I don't really like blood that much. I don't do a gory stuff, you know, but I was like, if I can make someone feel good about themselves by having a great smile, then I, then, and then I fulfilled that void. You know what I mean? That, that giving void, that caring void that I wanted. And ortho really did that because yeah. it's amazing how you can change the way someone looks just by putting them through orthodontics and not even just like their, you know, the way their teeth are straight and their, you know, overall prettiness, but just their functionality as well. And being able to give them a proper bite and not clenching and grinding and, you know, all these issues that come along with having an improper bite, you know, it's not just about the aesthetics. It's about the functionality too. And that's what I also really enjoyed about ortho. 
100% because in hygiene school, I say this all the time, we didn't learn much about occlusion. No. We learned how to know what, what, what class one, class two, and class three was. It was like, check mark, you know the difference, but what does that even mean? You know, how does that impact it? And I actually worked as an ortho assistant during hygiene school. Like that's what paid for my oh. hygiene school is working as an ortho assistant. Oh, I love this. And then, so you fast forward a little bit, you took the leap of faith. Yes. Many people, uh, me included, you know, I've had, I've had another business before I had this business and you learn things, you grow, you, you know, step into your fear. Like what would be a piece of advice for that person who was in your shoes? I mean, your mom, you're, you're all these things to a lot of people. What's your bit of advice to get you over that hump? I mean, honestly, I know everybody wants a magical answer to that, but there is none. You just have to do it, you know, because I spent 10 years of my life waiting for the perfect moment to do it. And it, and, and there never is a perfect moment. You know, honestly, it came, my husband had been pushing me for years, like, baby, you just got to do it. You just got to do it. Like, just go do it. And then it kind of really took COVID kind of taking a step back and realizing that if I pursue these dreams, I can spend more time with my family and be with my family more. Cause I don't have to tempt myself out and work clinical anymore. I can run the business and that'll be enough money to, you know, live a comfortable life and be able to spend more time with my family. So I know everybody wants this magical answer of, you know, what advice would you give somebody to, to take that leap of faith? And it's like, you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. You can't think about it. You can't wait till the perfect time. You just got to take it and go. And you know what? That's what I love about temping and why I preach temping so much is because you can pursue your entrepreneurial dreams whether it be in dentistry or whether it's not in dentistry and still have temping as a hygienist to fall back on to pay the bills. You know, even if you only work two or one day a week on your entrepreneurial dreams and you temp the rest of them, at least you're bringing in that income. So if maybe you don't make enough money that month, you can still rely on that paycheck that you got by temping. That's right. And so you would say, just do it. Yeah. And so, cause many people, I mean, just like you, you tell like the poster person story, the poster individual story, wasn't sure if I'd be able to make a lot of, you know, much money. Wasn't sure if I had to live. I'm a single mom. I don't know if I can, not that you are, but in my, in my case, I am, you know, I am. It's just like, okay, so when is the right time? So when do you th- think that right time was? I know COVID provided opportunity, but... I mean, I think COVID provided the opportunity, but honestly, I think it was more like my husband and just the push that he had given me. You know, I'm thankful that I have a very supportive husband and someone that's there for me to support me and, and push me through. But, you know, I think it's just a matter of, you. like I said, you just got to take that leap of faith. And in the end, if it's meant to be, everything will kind of fall into place. You know, I was really worried, like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to get 10 positions. Like... I'm not going to be able to, you know, fulfill my work schedule. I'm going to be short sometimes. And honestly, it was like every time that I'd start to get worried because an assignment would be would be about to be ending, another assignment would come through and it would just work out, you know? And, and, and I feel like that was just destiny calling me and saying like, hey, listen, this is what you're meant to do. Just keep doing it and I will fill in the gaps for you. Yeah. It's, um, and so for a person who who doesn't have that, you know, that individual, that husband, that partner in their lives. I always say to people, choose, surround your people, the people you, the five people you surround yourself with are so critical because they They are the ones who are going to feed into you and to nudge you and hold you accountable and say, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you come on? What's holding you back? Cause they see things in you. 
Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that I can stress too, is if you don't, if you're scared to take that leap of faith, listen to other people's stories like myself. There's thousands of dental professionals out there that have stories just like mine, where they were scared to take that leap of faith. They started to surround themselves with people like you and myself and other entrepreneurs in dentistry. And they were like, you know what, if they can do it, why can't I do it? And, you know, I've heard a lot of people say like, you encouraged me to do what I wanted to do outside of dentistry and pursue those entrepreneurial dreams. And so I think it's like you said, surrounding yourself with those kind of people that make you realize, yes, I can do it. Yeah. Because they see something. And the more I look back on my life, the more I feel like I was, it was easier, not, not easier, but I felt like there was something, someone saw my worth before I saw it. Yes. I'll put it that way. They saw something in, Mich- in me, Michelle Darby saw something in me. And she said, you need to go back to graduate school. And I'm like, are you talking to me? Like, really? Do you know that I am not signed up for this? <laughs> and it's it's her planting that seed. It's that friend. It's that colleague. It's that coworker. It's somebody yep. that says, you're asking a different kinds of questions. You're meant for more. And then you start to see that and you're like, well, maybe, well, you know, why would they say that? And so there's this little internal conversation that mm-hmm. happens in each of us to say, maybe they're right. What would I need to do? to be right and to lean into that. So it sounds like too, that during that time you took like little micro actions, like you took like little bitty steps to be ready. I did. And I think it took some failure too. Like Mm. I got fired from a job. I got fired from another job. And I was just like, why do I keep getting fired from all these jobs? And I think it really had to do with the fact that I was just not meant to work a nine to five for somebody else. I was meant to be an entrepreneur. I was meant to run and own my own business. I was meant to be more of a leader than a, than more of a follower and following mm-hmm. the footsteps of the typical nine to fiver. And I think it was a little bit of those failures clicking to me. Like, why? Like, I don't understand why I just don't fit in. And I don't think it was that I didn't fit in. I just didn't fit into that picture. I was right. meant to be in a little bit more of a bigger picture and, and, and kind of spread my wings myself and take my own path. But it took those failures to get to that point and make me realize that maybe that's just not my path. Maybe that's not meant what I was meant to do. You know, they preach coming out of school, clinical, 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 and they don't really talk about a lot of the opportunities outside of the op. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just engraved into your head. And it, like you said, it takes meeting those other people to realize that there are other things out there. Yeah. Or, you know, because other people see your skill sets and ways that you can because it's you. Yeah. And they, they can see you and, and say, you're really good at this. And you're like, really? I just think I'm an average person at that. But, you know, they know their circle of people. So it sounds like not only did you take small actions, but then also those actions and where you were and where you are has inspired people along the way to to step into what their beliefs are. Sometimes I think I inspire myself because I look back on where I was two, three, four years ago, and I really can't believe the business that I created, the, you know, just everything. It's it's just sometimes so surreal to realize that this is what I'm doing now as opposed to what I was doing two, three years ago. It, it's wild. It, it, I mean, you get to truly connect with people. You're in different offices every day. So you oh, get yeah. to see... A lot of folks and I a love lot it. of patients. Isn't I love cool? it. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love networking with other people. I love meeting not only veteran hygienists, but new grads. You know, they say as dental hy- dental professionals, we're lifelong learners. And that really is true. If it's not a continuing education course that I learned something from, it's going into an office and seeing how they do things and learning from them. And I like to be able to educate others. I, you know, I have a YouTube channel that I do as well to kind of educate others on, you know, 
different things that people are doing in uh, in the offices, you know, little tips and tricks that I've learned along the way to help me grow into a better hygienist as well. That's awesome. What's the name of your YouTube channel? It's literally just core dental staffing. Like it's nothing fancy or anything like that. It's just literally my YouTube channel that I refer to people if they have like questions about dental staffing or questions about, you know, just being a dental temp, things like that. You know, I I haven't posted a lot of them yet because, you know, I still have that fear of like posting them, but um, it's, it's, it's a growing channel at this point. <laughs> yeah, they always are. And it's, it's always a little uncomfortable to go live and see yourself talking. I know. I mean, even with these, <laughs> I'm like, what's my hair doing? You know? <laughs> so tell me too, cause I'm interested in this as a temp. It, tell us about that environment. What, okay. So I remember when I tempt, I temp when I lived up in Northern Virginia, because I was working part-time, I was in graduate school and I went in and sometimes the doctor had no idea that I was even coming in. Like the team is like, who are you? What is your name? And I'm like, um, hello. I'm the temp for the day. So do you run into that? And, and like, what would you say to teams? What kind of advice would you give to teams about, you know, making your temp, your guest hygienist feel warm and welcome? Honestly, it's all about, you know how you like onboard a new employee? That's basically how you want to onboard a temp. It shouldn't be anything super in depth. But just the basics, you know, just having somebody, even if it's the office manager or front desk person, an assistant, another hygienist, just having somebody that can come in and say, hey, this is what room you're going to be in. Here's your login information to log into the computer. You know, here we went through your charts for the day. Here's who needs x-rays. Here's who does not. This is what computer system we use. This is how you process x-rays. This is where our supply closet is in case you need supplies for your room. We've already fully stocked your room. So you really shouldn't have to do anything in terms of that. So you don't have to worry about stocking your room. Having your route slips and the charts for them already prepared is really great because that's one less thing they have to do. You know, a lot of them don't really want you to come in super early. But if you have all these things for them ahead of time, then they don't have to ask you a bajillion questions because you've already asked the questions that they have, you know? And then even just having goodie bags ready for them. If you have goodie bags, you know, having them made up for them just to make it a little bit easier for them for that day. You know, they're in there helping you. But at the same time, by them not having to come ask you a billion questions, you're also helping yourself. Yeah. And you're helping them. I mean, everybody's helping the patient, right? Like yeah, the exactly. It makes the, yep. Makes the experience so much easier. And, you know, sometimes I go into offices and they don't really want you to tell them that you're a temp. So, you know, kind of giving them that tidbit of information ahead of time is always very beneficial. You know, also how to call the doctor. You know, that's one big thing. You know, doctors are very particular about how you come and ask them for an exam. But if you don't know that information and you're not told that ahead of time, you can't really help it, you know, but it's, you know, being a temp is just you got to roll with the punches. You can't get upset because you did something wrong, because at the end of the day, you probably didn't know that you even did it wrong in their office, you know, just being nice about it and not like throwing papers in their face because you did it wrong the first time, you know, just being able to sit down and say, Hey, this is how we do it. Just do it this way kind of thing, you know, and, and just being nice. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a checklist or something that offices, temps, whoever can use and access some kind of resource? So I do have a checklist, especially for our temps. Um, you know, when they sign up with our network, that is one thing that I try and give them. It's just a little checklist to make sure that they have everything that they need to go into the offices. In terms of the offices, um, when they sign up with us, I have them fill out a form that tells me, you know, how long their appointments are, what kind of systems they use, what kind of x-rays they have, what PPE they provide. That way I can give that information to the um, dental professionals so they're not blindsided when they go into it. And I do try and give them just a general, you know, little rundown like, hey, 
if you can do this for them, it's going to make your life and their life a lot easier. Now, whether they do that or not, it's another story. But I do try and, you know, give them a general idea of like, hey, this is what you can do to help them. If you do this, it'll make your day and their day a lot smoother. Yeah. So, I mean, with the staffing, with the staffing right now, dental offices, I mean, you're almost a hero when you go, you know, I mean, people are like, yes, it's like the florist. Everybody's happy to see, you know, to have flowers delivered all the time. Right. You're like that person's like, yes, I, I get a hygienist today. This is awesome. So what are, what are you seeing in terms of like the demand for um, different, I know that you're mainly in hygiene staffing. Or do you do other? We do all staffing. We do okay. dentists, hygienists, front office, office managers, assistants. We pretty much do it all. That's awesome. And so you're a huge resource to your community. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and I really enjoy that. You know, I really enjoy, we're not just another staffing agency that just throws anybody in the chair. I really enjoy getting to know the offices. This is why I still temp because I really like to go into the offices first kind of scope them out, see what they're like. And then that way I can relay that back to the temp. So when they're asking me the bajillion questions that they ask about the office, I have those answers. And if I don't, you know, because we do service a lot of states, if I can't go in there myself, um, I try and send one of my veteran temps in there that kind of give me the Mm. feedback of what's going on so that I know and can relay that information back to the other temps that I send to those offices as well. Smart, smart. Um, because I was I was just writing an article for I'm presenting some information on a course about how to motivate that ever changing team right now how to how to attract them how to motivate them the dynamics around that the communication so I think that you touched a little bit on the communication you know does the doctor like a sticky note does the doctor like hey I need an exam what are those things that happen is there anything else like any other words of advice you would you would give to doctors or you know, dental professionals about being a temp or having a temp in your practice? I think the biggest thing is just, you know, like I said, you have to roll with the punches. You can't let something little like, like the one day I went into an office and they still use paper charts and God, I haven't, I haven't been in an office that used paper charts in forever. So I was, you know, not sure where everything was at. I wasn't writing the information in the right spot. I couldn't figure out what papers were what. And, you know, and the doctor comes in and he was like freaking out that I didn't know this information. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I I don't know where you guys put notes. I don't even I mean, I wrote my note here, but obviously that's not where I'm supposed to write the note. So I think it's just, you know, being able to roll with the punches, know that every day is not going to be perfectly smooth, you know, but you kind of just got to roll with it and just brush it off your shoulders. If it didn't pan out the way that you wanted it to. The next office will be better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, you know, it. I think too, it helps improve their processes on communicating what it is that they might need the next time to say, okay, maybe next time we need to tell the hygienist or whoever this bit of information. So it helps inform the process. It does. And I feel like the more you have temps in your office, the easier it is to kind of get used to, you know, their processes. Sorry. She's making her <laughs> debut. <laughs> She's excited. <laughs> She's like, yes, teeth. <laughs> I do. I do. I call them all the time. So I have, like I said, I have a five-year-old and a four-month-old and I call them my chief smiling officers. And they're the ones that help me throughout my business. I say all the time, like sometimes I'll have my daughters come on and be like, I'm your chief smiling officer. Call my mommy today for your staffing needs. Oh, I love this. I love it so much. So we've talked about a lot of different things. Your pathway the importance of transferring skills, like what you can see, encouragement for those who are thinking about 
uh, making the leap into doing something different applied to dentistry. So, you know, there's, there's always, there's, there's dentists um, and providers who say a lot of hygienists have left. And yes, some have, and some haven't, they just sort of like reposition themselves. Look at you. Now you're creating a greater benefit for the doctors and the offices. So that's pretty exciting. For sure. Yeah. I think not only did people leave the field, but I think others just a, a lot of people, I have a lot of people that just decided they wanted to tempt. They like the opportunity to be able to create their own schedule and be able to work when they want to work and pick and choose their schedule. So I think a lot of people just decided like, hey, instead of working in private practice, I'm just going to go tap myself out. The demand's there. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, what I've seen more and more, and I, I've talked about this recently is people truly want their autonomy. It's it's part of having that autonomy and to have that person who can go in for maybe like a few hours on a day to relieve someone so someone can leave earlier, whatever that is, but to be able to have that flexibility, especially when you have children, you have lives, you have maybe another business, something exactly. that you're trying to nurture and to have that that complete sense of wealth, whatever it is that you're defining it in your life. Exactly. Yep. And I think people are finding that with temping is that it gives them the flexibility to, like I said, be able to choose your own schedule, be able to, you know, and I also feel really good. You know, like I went on maternity leave for three months. And prior to that, I had covered three other maternity leaves. So it made me feel good being able to cover someone else's because I was like, you know what, if I was in private practice, I wouldn't want that burden of feeling like I don't have anybody to give them, you know what I mean? So being able to go in for other other hygienists and fill in for their maternity leaves, it made me feel good. And it made me feel like I was supporting another dental mama. And that, that, that makes me feel good about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you were support. Yeah. That you were giving back and that sense of um, altruism of saying, exactly, yeah, yep, for sure. So how do people get in touch with you? Like, how do they find you? Um, so core dental staffing is on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So you can find core dental staffing on all of those. We do temporary placement throughout Virginia, Maryland, and Pennsylvania right now, but we do do permanent placement all throughout the U.S. Um, and then I'm also on Instagram as the traveling RDH. So I'm on there. And then all of my profiles, a street to see or a street to see the traveling RDH, one of the two. I'm pretty easy to find. There's not a lot of Astridas. I know. I love your name. It's, it's so, I'm like, oh, this is a beautiful name. And uh, thank you, like, truly for all the work that you're doing and what you have and will continue to contribute to the profession. Astridas at just about all of my courses. She's the cheerleader of the group. She's asking great questions. And I love too how you're, you're leaning in to take on that technology. Cause I think too, with, with being a temp or, or a hygienist in general, it's great to lead, to come out of your comfort zone to learn new technology because it gives yeah. you more value. It provides more value for you. And, and it's like one of those things where you can't get bored in a career if you're constantly learning new things. You know, you, you don't ever feel stuck. You feel like you're always moving forward because you're always learning new techniques, new, new instruments, new, you know, products. It's like we're always moving forward. And I think that's what I really love about it too, is that it's not like a dead end job. There's always somewhere more to be done and somewhere more to grow. Totally agree. Could not agree more. And I've always seen that from day one in our profession is like, there's so much growth opportunity and things I can learn. So, well, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I've always wanted to be on your podcast. So. Yay, I'm so <laughs> excited to see you. And it's nice to see you in this um, capacity and to um, connect with you and learn about all the things you're doing. For our listeners, if you would please do us a favor 
and go to Apple on your or your favorite podcast and give us five star ratings. We would really appreciate that to tell us how much love that you're giving the dental handoff. Astrida, thank you again. Check her out, Wandering Hygienist. She's got all the all the um, great sites for core dental staffing that you can find her to follow up. Yes, thank you so much again for having me. It's been a pleasure. Likewise. All right, everybody, have a great day. Bye.